You are listening to Global Chat Radio, streaming from Chewett Hill here in Western Australia, and this is another one of our series of Meet the Musician by guest presenter Julie Evans, interviewing a pair of sisters from Melbourne. This is Julie, and on the mobile telephone with me today are Vicar and Linda Bull, a vocal duo from Melbourne. They are sisters singing blues, soul and gospel. On the 17th of September 2021, they released their new album, The Wait. It is their first album of original material in 19 years. They've had a varied career. For instance, in 1988, the sisters provided backing vocals for Joe Camilleri's The Black Sorrows. And then in 1994, they formed their own duo. Their career anthology album, Akalatoa of 2020, reached number one on the ARIA charts. And three months later, the album The Gospel According to ISO debuted at number two. There were also two lead singles from The Wait that were released in July. Raise Your Hand and the song that we will hear now before the sisters speak, My Heart Is In The Wrong Place.
hello there, Vicar and Linda. It's just a wonderful treat to have you on our show. <laughs> hello, Julie. How are you? Oh, hello, Julie. Well. You've got the different voices there. Now, the first one I heard was Linda. Was that right? No. no. First, one, first one you heard was Vicar. Vicar and then Linda. That's yeah. right. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Well, greetings from Perth. It was wonderful to talk to you. All right. So let's um, let's. Un- I need to get my bearings. Where are you both right now? We're in our homes in Melbourne. Yeah, you're in lockdown. But in, of se- in, in separate houses. Yeah. So yeah, we're still in lockdown over here. It's been pretty tough. This, especially this sixth one that we're going through at the moment. You yeah. know, everyone's doing it pretty tough, and they're. Pretty hard to keep our spirits up, but everyone's doing their best. Yeah, that's true. Well, that song that we've just heard, My Heart Is In The Wrong Place, that's got a real grandness, like a grand opera, really. Could you tell our listeners <laughs> about it and where it's from and its own story? <laughs> you sing it, Vicar, so you tell. You tell okay. okay, it's Vicar. <laughs> okay. okay, so this song was written by a great Australian songwriter by the name of Ben Salter. Yes. And um, he's got a wonderful voice himself. Uh, Linda called him up uh, and asked him to write us write write us a song. So he went over to Linda's place because I was in England doing the Edda James story. Had a oh. cup of tea, talked about what um, what we were after, yes. and he said to Linda, "Okay, I think I can do that." He went overseas himself for six months, came back with this beautiful song. My heart is in the wrong place. When we heard it, yes. we thought it was just perfect. We loved the lyrics, we loved the melody. We thought, yeah, that was a great song for us to sing. Well, it's a perfect song for you. It's about resilience, isn't it? Never giving up and keep on pushing forward. We both got it. We got the concept, but I I always thought that Vicka would sort of nail that song. I, I knew that, you know, those big sort of uh, the range was great. She yeah. could kind of take it somewhere else. And and Vicka usually is known as a belter, but I think that sort of power ballad too is really good for her. And it pushed your whole range right out, didn't it, Vicar? Well, yeah. I mean, I have got a big range, so, you know, I can always take a song a little step further if I need to. Yes. Um, so that's why, you know, I kind of let it rip at the end. But, you know, sometimes it's good to hold back. You don't need to do that all the time. You know, it's no. You know, we can tell a story, you know, in many different ways. You know, sometimes it requires the big belt and the big voice, and sometimes it doesn't. So... Just got to try and decide when to use it and when not to. But in this one, you could really belt it out, couldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah at, yeah, at the end, I do, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and I think that was appropriate there because it was about not giving up, even though the song is all the way through about, you know, like, I just, you know, I've messed up. I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. It was at the end, it was like, well, you know, you just can't give up. You yeah. just got to keep going. It's like, what, 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 exactly what we're going through at the moment. Your new album, The Wait, has 12 tracks and it's your seventh studio album. How the songs came to be on the album it tells an interesting tapestry of stories in itself. How many songwriters were involved, Linda? Oh, Julie, I think, <laughs> look, we had a working list of about 70 songs, but it, probably about, so roughly about 70 songwriters. Different people over the years, it took four or five years to get together. So it was a long process. Whittling down those songs takes ages because Vicar and I have very different musical tastes, but yes. we're also different people. But where we come together is the harmony. So we chose songs based on 
whether we could understand them, if we could relate to them, and the melody was really strong, yes. then that's that's how we chose our songs. Were all these participants from Australia? There were a lot of um, people from overseas that were throwing songs our way as well, but we just went with Australians in the end. Oh, that just was... because the songs were good. Was the lyrics and the melodies as well that came that way with it with the song? Yes, yeah. they sent this, they sent their songs in. Um, yeah, lyrics and melody, and. Uh, yeah, when, when Linda and I listen to things, we, we, we first of all, we listen to the melody, you know, is it catchy, do yeah. we like the melody, yeah. can we sing that? And then we then we study the lyrics and go, okay, what are they saying? Yes. Okay, can we relate to that? Because I think as singers, you got to be able to tell a story yeah. and tell it well and, um, you know, and people, because people know when you're not being honest. So, yeah. you know, we, we sat down and, and, and discussed a lot of things and... Sometimes we disagreed. It was it was interesting. It was a very interesting process. But I'm really proud of the fact that it is it is an all Australian production. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. It's entirely collaborative. It's almost like a public process, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you you really were. Did you have a lot of cross fertilization between the different artists as well? Actually, no. Uh, but I think what happened was, which was really great, is that. You know, you we'd be touring with somebody, or you know, we'd we'd be in a band room and go, "Oh, look, you know, I've got this great song from Glenn Richards from Augie March," and you know, whoever's in the band room, because all musicians, you know, they like to write. It, you know, I like to write, but mine aren't as good. But <laughs> they go, "Oh, okay, can I send you a song?" So that's how it sort of went on. People go, "Oh, okay, can I send you? Can I have a crack?" And we just go, "Sure, go for it," you know. So that was great. Did you find that they had instructions with that? It doesn't just come by itself. They, they they request a certain model or certain style that they want done with their song? <laughs> that's, that's a good question, Julie, because Vicar and I uh, basically directed this record more. So if if we, we would never tell somebody what to write, but if it didn't work for us, the style was wrong, then we'd just say, look, it, the direction is different for us, but not, that's not sort of hitting the mark yeah and then they go oh, okay let me try something else you know so oh. it, it, it worked it was a collaborative process like that once it was molded and shaped the song then in, in, in its prime state did you then get back and show the writer and exchange ideas from there no we didn't we we, we did we did our own we made tried to make their songs um our own so yeah. we did our own interpretation and then when we made the record and it was mixed, yes. and we sent all the songwriters their songs to, you know, just to see what they thought of them. You yeah. know? And everyone wrote back and, and said they really liked the versions we'd done of their of their tunes, so we're really glad about that. But you have to. I mean, even if you do a cover, yeah. you you know, you got to you got to try and make it your own as much as possible, even if it's like a really, you know, you can do the most yeah. famous in the world. But and, uh, if you go and... You know, the, the, the great thing about this was people had never heard these songs before. Yes. yes so yeah. we could do with them whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. We could, <laughs> you know, really, really, we could. You know, it's like, yeah. okay. You know, and then, but we didn't, but we knew that it was, um, it was a, a you know, that the, these songwriters had given us a precious gift, yes. you know. Songwriting is incredibly hard. And, and, and people, you know, they love their songs. So you don't yeah. want to disrespect them by... Yeah. Stuff, stuffing up their songs too much. <laughs> I could never ask you how. I would never have the confidence to reach. I remember Casey Chambers in the early days going, 
send me the song. Then what? She said five. And she said, just send me, send me, send me what it sounds like. And I said, no, no way. No. She goes, oh, she goes come on. I'm like, no, we're not ready. She goes, oh, my God. You know, just send me the song. But she didn't hear it until she saw it on the internet, actually. Someone had filmed us doing it live. And yeah. that was a little bit disappointing. But when she finally heard the track that we were happy with, that was she. she was very, very positive. And, you know, Casey's like that. She just loved it, which was really oh. great for us. Yeah, we're wrapped. We're looking for this incredible time period when you've got 70 people sending you songs and you have to whittle it all down and then you probably argue a bit over the songs and so forth. But then the process takes a long time with all of that, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it took nearly five years. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) From start to finish, when Linda started, you know, approaching um, uh, songwriters, it, it, it took... From that, from the beginning to the album being released, it took five years. I'll take that number down. So we got about 70 songs, but probably songs from about 50 songwriters because they'd send multiple songs. Yes. So, yeah, it was a little bit less. But, you know, you have to dedicate your attention to every song they send. You can't just – because you miss things. There's yes. there's definitely songs that you miss. And, and if you're going too fast, yes, you know, you kick yourself later on. So, um we there were some songs that came in late, yes. you know, because of that reason. And uh, you know, I think Teeth was one of those songs. It must be painstaking when you have to go through it over and over, and then you come back. And you think, oh, this is a gem, and then you think, ah, no, that doesn't quite go in the direction I want it to go. And then you sort of right. you mould it, and, you, and then sometimes it doesn't. It's just a gem, but it, it won't shine. So you have to drop it. That, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, we, we felt that a lot. It just wasn't right for this particular record. Not to say it's not going to be right for the next one. Listening to all your music from your different albums and everything, the weight is distinctly different, obviously, because you've got all these different artists. But it seems to me that, as though you were trying to change the direction of your music anyway. Yes, we, well, because because we hadn't released an album in such a long time and our sound had completely changed. Yes. You know, so, uh, yeah, we, we wanted to go in, in another direction and we wanted a new sound. So yeah. it was done on purpose, yeah. and um, right. you know, so when we went into the studio, we knew exactly what we wanted to hear, what we wanted to do. We we gave the um, the producer Stephen Schram and Cameron Bruce yes. very very clear instructions that our voices had to be at the front, you know. So, like, right up the front because that's what we're known for. It's not, you know, we're not known for our songwriting or our our piano playing or our guitar playing. We're known as singers. So that was the most important thing. Let's pause now and listen to another song from The Weight called Teeth. And your harmonies here, as you were saying, are there at the forefront. Could you tell us something about this song? Teeth was written by a young Melbourne girl. She wrote the song um, when she was 19. She's no longer 19. She's about 25. Yes. Her name's Eva Seymour. Eva Seymour is the daughter of Mark Seymour. Oh. And she sent this song from Hunters and Collectors, and she sent this song into us, and uh, I immediately fell in love with it and I took it to Vicar and, and our manager, Lisa, and we persevered and moulded it so that it suited us, our age, because we're a lot older ladies singing a young girl's point of view. Yeah. She edited it. She edited it so that it would work for us and rewrote a couple of things. And when we went in the studio, we just gave it a – it came in very late, but we wanted to kind of just do a five- or six-part harmony treatment on the song because that's what we could hear. It kind of like, um, you know, our – 
our way of showing our, our harmonies laid up, uh, you know, in a thick, thick, lush song, and this is what we got. For a moment of time Wishing I could hear you Explain every little reason And feeling behind your goodbye I was amazed at my skillful hand While I held you up So you looked like a man And I would have stayed But I couldn't fake it for you Stay here Turning all my love into anger You never need it And I'd feed it Till you walk away And once again I beg you to stay And once again we embrace This poisonous lie Of a future we know won't survive You are listening to an interview with sisters Vika and Linda Ball, a vocal duo from Melbourne. On the 17th of September 2021, they released their new album, The Wait. Could you speak about the backing band in the album? Do you have your own band or was that just from the production team? Well, actually half the band were from the production team, so... Uh, we had a, a brand new bass player, Richard Bradbeer, and drummer Lachlan O'Kane that came to us from Stephen Schramm, our producer. Yes. He said, I've got this great rhythm section. You should check them out. So yeah. we invited them around for a cup of tea, met them. They're really lovely people. And then we asked Ash Naylor and Cameron Bruce, who also Cameron co-produced with Stephen, and Cameron plays piano, Ash plays guitar. They're in the Paul Kelly band. so. We're very, very familiar with them because we've been touring with Paul for, you know, the last 10 years. Yeah. So we had we had the famili- familiarity of those two with the with the two other guys who were brand new, younger, 
but really strong rhythm section and they clicked. It was just fantastic. So the band was, we had a lot of discussion about, you know, the musicians, but in the end it was because of COVID and everything kept closing us down. Yes. It was like, okay, we just got to get a really, really strong band that can work really quickly because we might get shut down at any minute. <laughs> so when we got eight, we got eight, eight, eight days in the studio, so we rushed in. Yes. Whacked down our 12 songs and it just, everyone just clicked. It was the most fun time we've had in a long time. Oh, that's really good. Well, you too have got a deep connection because you've chosen to be closely associated through your music and throughout your life, actually. But you must have individual strengths that you've worked out. That's a really hard question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to if you don't want to. No. <laughs> what about you, Linda? Tell me your strengths in comparison to Vickers. I think I'm probably... Because uh, very, I'm more careful, ah. and sometimes that is annoying. But at the same time, in the music industry, I think you need to be. Yeah. You need to be able to step back and go, "Hang on a second, I'm not ready to do that." And what about you, Vicka? What are your big strengths? I think my strength is that, well, you know, it can be a weakness too. Is that I'll just dive in and do it. All right. Yes. And- yeah, I'll just go, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do that. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, well. yeah, you know, and sometimes it's great. Sometimes mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, that's why we work great as a team. Yes. That's why yeah. it's good to have the both of us because, you know, it's like we we look out for each other and, you know, and it's like, yeah, we drive each other crazy, but yeah. that, that our differences is what makes it work. This album was a long time in the waiting, as you say. It's, that's why it's called The Wait. And one of you said, <laughs> It took us three times to make this record, three times, waiting for more songs, waiting for the right opportunity and just waiting, waiting. Is that how you felt all the way through? <laughs> yeah, it is exactly right. I mean, we just, you know, we, we started out um, in our own band many, many years ago as the lead singers and then we sort of joined the Black Sorrows and became backing singers. So to then come forward again, it's like backwards and forwards, waiting yeah. to do this, waiting to do that always watching and learning and I think yeah I think the weight is pretty much it, it explains our career in one word <laughs> well actually probably that's a woman's plight isn't it I'll oh, feel as weight too <laughs> uh, not as much okay so you guys are in lockdown at the moment and so a launch is impossible like a full-blown launch so do you live stream no we, we don't not, not concerts but I mean we did our Sunday sing song uh last last year yes we um do that every sunday morning uh 11 o'clock we did just one song that was you know a gospel song but now we just uh no we don't we we're just waiting to tour we're waiting for everything to open up so, so we yeah. can all get that band and our crew and start working again you know get our industry back on its feet what are your feelings about live streaming then linda honestly julie i i find it sort of a bit difficult i i I think Vicar and I like to, well, the whole reason why we did our sing song in the beginning was to give music back for nothing, for free, don't charge, just put it out. We had to cancel a lot of shows and we felt that we owed uh, uh, something back. Um, for me, I find it a little hard to listen to just because of internet connection and everything. Yeah. Uh, I know that that might be the only way to listen to music for people, but I find it a little frustrating as a punter yeah. and as an artist. I kind of would just want, would rather sort of see people's you know, have that exchange, but mm-hmm. that's just me. That's my opinion. Yeah. What about you, Vicar? Oh, no, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I just find it very cold and impersonal, you know. It's like, you know, it's it's like when when you're doing it, it's like 
yeah, you would rather be in front of people and, and feel that energy, you yeah. know. Yeah. In there, you can't feel that energy. It's very flat. It can be very flat and and it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. I mean, I've watched a few concerts and I've enjoyed it, but, you know, I'd rather be sitting there listening to their every breath and, and, and everything and being part of the experience. Well, let's wind down now. And before we go, could you tell our listeners how they can purchase your music? You can stream it. You can use it on Spotify, Apple Music. You can get it at the record shop. You can order it through our um, Facebook page, recurrentlinda.com. It was a great honour to meet you both. And thank you both for being on the, our show. It's just really lovely. So let's hear one more song. And this is from your 2020 album, Akalatoa. And it's called Holy Waters. Would you like to say something about it? This is Linda. Okay, Holy Waters uh, was a song written by a great Melbourne singer-songwriter called Cindy Boast. Vicar and I were very big fans of hers, and she wrote this song oh. for us to sing. Yeah. It, 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 I really love the way she sing it, sang it. So did Vicar. But yeah. you know, we thought we'd have a crack. It's a beautiful country song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thank you both very much. It's been a delight. <laughs> Oh, Julie, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Julie. Great fun talking to you. I have long been a believer. I have searched for something deeper. Neath the neon and the brightly colored sky. And I'm often just mistaken. Caught in the mystery of how making promise.
You have been listening to an interview with the sisters Vika and Linda Bull, a vocal duo from Melbourne. On the 17th of September, 2021, they released their new album, The Weight. <laughs> 